This is the Final Score Podcast. We are presented by PFP, Players Fitness and Performance here in Frederick. Very excited about this episode, so let's not waste any time. My guest this week will, will not be watching Super Bowl 53 on February 3rd. He will actually be playing in the game. He is the pride of Mount Airy, Maryland and Ligonor High School. He is Big Rob Havenstein. How are you, Rob? I'm good, Greg. How are you? Doing well. Just Has it sunk in yet that you will actually be playing in the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty crazy, though, every time you think about it. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of people work their whole lives and, you know, in, in, in my profession, never get a chance to do this. So it's definitely a surreal moment, but, you know, we're, uh, we're going to attack this thing like it, uh, you know, like a normal game week, hopefully, and you know, as more as close close to Ken as we can, or close to it as we can, and you know, try to win this thing. So the NFC Championship game ends around six o'clock, just before seven Eastern on Sunday. What what has your life been like since that moment? Uh, just a lot of planning, pretty much. Um, just uh, kind of getting things in order, you know, between tickets and you know, hotel rooms and flights and all that. Um, you know, getting. Uh, getting everyone all situated, getting my family all situated and, uh, you know, making sure the wife and kid are all, we're all taken care of and all that good stuff. So, but, uh, once, um, once, once tomorrow hits, it'll be, uh, it'll be business as usual. Okay. So, so the work week starts tomorrow. I mean, have you felt like a travel agent, uh, the past couple of days, uh, just, just lining all flights and, and tickets and everything up and, and how many tickets does each player get for friends and family and stuff like that to come to the game? Um, uh, for the Rams, we were we were capped at uh we, we were capped at uh fifteen. Um, okay. And but uh you know it was uh you know anyone can uh, you know just pick out pick out much they need based on their uh, based on their need. Um, but uh, you know I didn't actually have to do too much uh, like booking flights or anything like that because you know obviously my flights can be booked down there and so we're basically just figuring out when's a good time for my wife to come out and. Um, uh, and then just uh, you know, kind of everyone else is, was on their own for travel that that I got tickets for at least. How have you kept your cell phone charged uh, over over these past four days? I imagine everyone you know has been has been reaching out and and offering a congratulations or just a quick hello. Yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, it was it was it was really awesome to hear some of the uh, you know some of the people I haven't spoken to in a while and you know the uh, the congratulations and you know you know especially with Mount Airy and Newmarket kind of being a you know small smaller towns in Maryland you know everyone kind of watching you know keeping tabs and I think that's pretty cool. And what 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 have the nature of the messages been? Just a quick congrats. Have you gotten a chance to talk to some people? Or I mean, I I know your time is is probably every every day probably feels shorter and shorter as we as we get closer to this thing. Yeah 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 absolutely. No, it's it's it, it's kind of been just a, just a quick uh, tech message here and there, and you know I I I think I got back to everyone. I uh, well, at least I tried. Um, uh, you know, to say, you know, you know, thank you. Thanks for reaching out. Um, uh, but you know, it's, um, you know, I talked to my, you know, obviously my family and, you know, my wife right after the game for, uh, you know, longer conversations, but you know, I definitely try to get back to everyone. I'm good. Have you had the past couple of days off or have you, have you, uh, have you already started preparations? I mean, have you had football things to do over these past, uh, four days? Uh, the last, the last couple of days have been, um, uh, just kind of playing and stuff, um, and you know, keep, keeping your body kind of going. So we, so we've came in, got a couple lifts in, got a couple conditioning sessions in. Um, guys have been watching film on their own, I'm sure. And uh, um, but you know, we don't have any of the game plan in yet. I think that starts tomorrow. Hey, have you watched some uh, some film of of New England and, and stuff yourself uh, on your own time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, it's it's all on the iPad for for everyone who wants it. Right. I mean, right. That, that's part of the surreal feeling that that comes along with this game right you're going to be on the same field as tom brady i mean i mean does that just sound strange to you uh in some respects um maybe uh maybe my rookie year yeah um, we went to the uh, uh no i think i think it might have been my second year but uh, we went to the patriots and played them and you know obviously tom, tom got the better of us there and but um you know it's, it's 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 still pretty cool to think about you know he's you know he's one of the best to ever play the game um but you know, you know, luckily I'm not on defense, and I don't have to play him, you know, specifically. But uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's definitely a crazy thing. Right. I mean, the end of that game against the Saints, Rob, it, it must have felt like something right out of a dream. I mean, we 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 have this picture of you that we ran in in our paper on Monday, 
and your in your arms are up. I, I think you're off the ground. I, I think you jumped. Is is, 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 Gre- is is Greg's kick got closer to going in, or it might have been good. You seem to know the kick was good before anyone else. It seems in the picture. Like, h- how much confidence did you have in Greg Zerline that he was going to make that kick for you guys? Uh, I mean, it was you just kind of didn't think of any, anything of it. I mean, whether it was 57, 58. You know, I mean, I mean, he's he's standing on the. Uh, on the Saints logo that that midfield, but you know it was just like okay, you know we, was, we you know we got to fourth down. I was like all right, field goal time. You know I kind of didn't think anything of it just because you know the way he goes about his business and practice, and you know he, I mean he's he's Greg the leg for a reason. You know he's he's got pretty pretty unreal range, and you know he's he's just a very confident guy, and I think that kind of works down uh, works down to all of us at least on the field goal team. So we know we got to give a you know. A, at least give him a chance so he can, you know, go ahead and boot this thing in. Well, what is Greg's personality like? Does he have ice water running through his veins? Is he pretty calm, cool, and collected most of the time? Just, just uh, kicker, kickers have a certain reputation in the league. Does he fit the reputation, or, or is he his own guy? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a pretty big believer in that everyone's their own guy. Um, and, you know, everyone can have certain characteristics of, uh, you know, certain positions, but I think everyone's their own guy, and I think Greg's no exception. He's no, he's a you know he's a he's a funny guy, he's a goofy guy, but you know when it comes down to his, his preparation, his routine, you know he definitely has his stuff, um, and you know he you know and he and he goes about his uh, his routine like a true professional. Were you worried that game wasn't going to go your way at, at any point, Rob? I mean, the game started slowly for you guys. You guys sort of came on in the second half, but did you always believe you were going to win, or did you have your moments of doubt uh, during that game? Uh, you know, I you know I think there's always. Um, you know, you you always have a belief that you know that you can go in and win every game, and I think that's I think that's a confidence that you have through your through your preparation over the weeks. Um, but you know, when when it's come when it's time to play, and you know it's and you know the game's going on, you know I I, I don't know at least I I don't have it where it's just uh you know you just got to go out and you know give it you know give it your all um, every single play because you know at the end of the day this is the NFL this is hard. Uh, where it's like you know you start doubting like oh we're not going to win this game I mean pretty much if 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 you ever, if you ever do say that you pretty much lost already so right I think it's just you know whatever you got to do to say you're down whatever and you get you know you got to get back by throwing the ball or you got to get back by doing something else you know you just got to keep you know keep plugging away. What what was the moment you thought you were going to win? When did you think you had the game won? Uh, when I jumped up, put my arms in the air, and ball went through okay really there wasn't a moment before that like after breeze throws the interception after you guys intercept the pass in overtime and you guys get the ball after greg made that uh, remarkable kick how about the kick he made at the end of regulation just just to get you guys into overtime i mean that that was, oh, yeah, that, that no, was a no, pretty no, stone cold kick that, as well yeah, everyone kind of kind of sleeps on that kick but that was a that was an impressive kick too because you know kind of it's a, I don't know if anyone's seen it but it kind of started out going you know pushing right and just kind of hooked back in just at the perfect time so whoo Great kick, great kick, and you know, you know, and then he comes up and you know, just splits the uprights on the fifty-seven yards, so that'll take precedent over it. But um, uh, you know, he's, you know, he's he's a pretty uh, pretty special player, so I'm just glad he's on our team. <laughs> right, exactly. What 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 are you thinking? I mean, you're you're just focused on doing your job and making your block on on each of those kicks. Uh, so what's what's going through your mind is is, is he's lining up to take those kicks, and and, and what's sort of your focus in those moments? Uh, just, you know, just same thing I have felt the whole game, you know, just do your job, do your job as best you can, give the guy a chance, um, you know, and I think that's what, uh, you know, I think everyone on the teams, um, you know, whoever's out there on the field, whether it's offense, defense, special teams, guys, guys go out there and, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're a bunch of individuals playing in a, in a system as a team, and I think that's, you know, where the strength comes down, where everyone doesn't want to let the guy down next to him, so it's like, all right, I'm going to do my job the best I can. To uh, you know, let the team have a chance for success. So that was that was all I was trying to do. You know, I wasn't trying to do anything special. And you know, obviously Greg's the one who's got to make the kick. And but you know, I'm sure he was thinking the same thing. Where he was going to go out and just do his job the way he's done it, the way he's done it for years, done it in practice. But you know, the way everyone else has, has seen him do it, and I think that's where the confidence comes from. Is, is your technique a lot different when you're blocking for a field goal? Is is it like pass blocking, or or how would you compare blocking for a field goal compared to what you normally do when when you're running offensive oh, yeah, plays? Oh yeah, no, no, please. I mean, I mean, field goals just you know if you're gonna get run over, get run over slowly. So right, so so, so it is. This, I mean, yeah. So you just you're just trying to you're just trying to keep it. Taking off. Just oh, try, sorry, go ahead. You're just trying to keep a clean pocket for uh, to, for the kick, right? Uh, yeah, just just not trying to give up too much penetration, not let guys free. Um, you know, sometimes guys are asked to you know take two, three guys, 
and you know and kind of hold in there and you know there's some uh pretty freakish athletes out there that you, you just got to kind of kind of net up and you know and do your best and you know don't move or move slowly <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so so it seemed like you knew the kick was good before anyone else what what went through your mind right right after that game as you're walking off the field like 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 what's what's going through your head i'm, I'm sure your your sort of head was your mind was spinning a lot uh just in the immediate yeah. aftermath aftermath of the game yeah you know you can you know you you, know, you just you know just enjoying the moment your teammates and all your coaches and you know everyone who uh and you know everyone who you know helps us get there and you know, you you know, I was I was I was thinking about my wife, thinking about my kid, and you know how how cool it is, and you know everything like that. You know, like kind of like you said, your world's just kind of spinning right there. And get in the locker room, you have the uh, you know celebration. Everyone's kind of going nuts in there, and you just you know, at least for me, I kind of took a step back and just kind of you know enjoyed it, enjoyed it all. I mean, plus after the game, I was pretty tired, so right, <laughs> couldn't be jumping around too much, didn't have much left in the tank. Right. I mean, you, your life has changed significantly, even in the past uh, six months or so. You're 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 now a father. Uh, you, you've been you've, yep. you've been married in the last uh, year or two. Uh, you're you're mm-hmm. you're, a, you're a homeowner now in Wisconsin. Just just uh, just how do you look at your life now, and, and and sort of how have all these changes impacted your life? Uh, you know, I, mean, I I think everything's been you know changing change for the better. You know, obviously I met my uh you know met my wonderful wife in college, and you know we uh, we were able to get married um last year and you know and then we just had our daughter during the season you know that's been just um you know unbelievable and you know it kind of really gives you a different perspective on things and you know kind of what it is to be you know to be a father to be a man you know it's something that you know you just kind of you know you're kind of learn through and you know once you know once your day at football ends you know no like if you have bad practice something like that you know you just you know you can't bring it home you know i mean you leave how, you, you know, you you leave work at work, you, you know, you leave home at home and you kind of got two different things, but you know, you're always thinking about them. So, so what's, so what's the sleep schedule like now with, with, with a newborn and, and how good are you at changing diapers, Rob? Uh, I, I can pretty much diaper anything right about now, but, um, <laughs> uh, sleep schedule is not too bad. My wife is an absolute saint. So, uh, kind of when it gets closer to the game time, I'll, uh, we have a little, uh, bedroom set up downstairs. So, We'll get the baby to bed, and then I'll go downstairs for hopefully a nice un- uninterrupted uh, sleep. And then, you know, I'm on dad duty up until, you know, a couple of days before the game, you know, trying to help out help out mom any way I can. <laughs> yeah, does your daughter realize how lucky she is that in her first year of life she'll she'll already have attended one Super Bowl? Uh, I, I mean, I got to tell you right now, I don't I don't think that's going through her head. <laughs> right, probably right not. Now, you know. <laughs> uh, that'll be that'll, that'll be a good score. That'll be a good story to relate to her uh, uh, a, a few years from now. So, absolutely, um, yeah. No, we'll be able to uh, show her some pictures and you know show her how uh, small she was and how little she was and have you know how goofy she's going to look with those giant headphones. <laughs> right. Before we get to next week and the schedule and how all that's going to work and, and, and what your life is going to be like for the next week, I, I, I got to ask you about the call um, uh, at the at the end of the game on uh, Roby Coleman. I, I'm sure I'm sure you yeah. guys I'm sure you guys have heard it nonstop that the Saints should have won the game. They were they were screwed. Uh, it was a terrible call, one of the worst calls ever. Just how how do you guys as a team sort of respond to that, or even you as an individual respond to all that stuff? Uh, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, don't respond. Um, at, at least for me, you know, you know, it's not, you know, it's not like any of us are going out there, you know, with you know malicious, malicious intent, you know, kind of go, I don't know, ha- have a call go your way or something like that. But you know, you know, there's there's such bang bang plays in football all you know all all throughout the game. Um, you know, I mean, if you know people want to you know stop and pick out you know one play that could you know that's like hey this is a win or lose you're like okay. You can go pick out three or four, maybe in the same quarter, that are like, okay, if, if this was called, this is different. If that was called, this is different. It may not even have gotten to that situation, or you know, certain events would have unfolded a whole lot differently. If you know, you know, other things like that. But you know, like I said, you know, the rest are part of the game. Um, you know, you, I mean, you, if you start looking at every call, the games will never end. <laughs> right? Do you do you sort of laugh at all the all the reaction this has gotten? Do you sort of just ignore it and don't pay attention to it? Just 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 how do you how do you sort of treat it? Oh uh, yeah, no, I don't pay attention to most of it. Uh, most of the sports shows um, nowadays. I mean, I've been you know, obviously football's a pretty big chunk of my uh, 
chunk of my day lately. So, you know, when I come home, you know, I'm not watching ESPN or anything like that. I'm just, you know, I'm, you know, I'm hanging out with, the, you know, hanging out with my daughter and, you know, hopefully trying to get her to go, to go take a nap. But <laughs> some days it's harder than playing football. But Right, I bet. Uh, you know, you know, like I said, I don't, I, I, I don't want to pay attention too much. You know, I mean, it is, it is what it is right now. And, you know, there's nothing, nothing you can do about it. Right. So the work week starts uh, in, in earnest next week. So you so you get a few days of practicing out in LA, right? And then, uh, and then, when do you guys fly to uh, Atlanta? We'll fly to Atlanta on Sunday. Okay. So so you get in Sunday, and then the, I'm sure there'll be a pomp and circumstance at the airport and stuff like that. And then, and then you're right to the team hotel. And then, are you pretty much on lockdown all the way up until the game uh, the following week? Uh, no, no. There's gonna be a couple of days where you know guys are gonna have some freedom to go out and you know maybe hang out with some family or friends that that, that came out or you know gonna gonna do what they want just like a normal game week would be. Um, and you know, obviously we'll have a, a lot of media media obligations and stuff like that to go to. But then you know, like I said, once the uh, once the week kind of gets gets going and we start getting into our regular uh, schedule. Uh, for a uh, for a regular work week, uh, that's when you know everything will be you know showing up. And you know we'll have obviously we don't have like true curfews here in LA just because everyone's at their own home. But you know everyone's making smart decisions anyways. Um, so guys will guys will start locking back into their uh, to their routine, whatever that is for their week, and you know go out and hopefully play a good game. So the only thing really different about it is you'll be doing it all week in, in, in a, in a different city. Um, it, it'll be pretty yep. much uh, routine other than that. Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously there's going to be some, some subtle differences with, you know, the media and, you know, every, you know, obviously if you see a, you know, a guy my size walking around, you know, Atlanta at that time, you pretty much assume he plays, you know, he's going to be playing in the Super Bowl. So, you know, there's going to be distractions like that around, you know, I'm not going to be naive to the fact that's not going to happen, but, I think uh, I think most guys are going to you know handle their business. Um, that's the one thing we've we've done very well as a team is uh, you know we have a we have a lot of true professionals in the room. What what are you looking forward to the most about the week? Do you think? Uh, you know, just I mean, I mean, probably the game. You know, that's you know that's why we're down there is you know go win a football game. So I'm just uh, you know looking forward to the, the work week. You know, get our plan in. I know it's going to be a good one, and you know go out and execute as best we can. Uh, are you are you looking forward to the circus at all? The the media day and some of the crazy questions you'll get. Some of the people that wear costumes and stuff like that. I mean, uh, are are you looking forward to seeing that, or or could you do with all do without all that stuff? Uh, I mean, I guess I haven't looked into that too much. I haven't heard anything about people asking weird questions in costumes. But no, it's uh, you know, it's I, I guess it comes with the uh, comes with the day and the game and everything like that. So you know, you ha- you know, you handle it, move on. But you know, that's that's definitely not why I'm down down there to uh you know down in atlanta just to get crazy questions from guys wearing costumes if that's what's going to happen <laughs> uh, sure um you wear number 79 for the rams i at Lincoln, i believe yeah. you wore you wore 70 and did you wear 70 in college as well what, what did you wear at wisconsin uh 78 78 okay so, so are we just working our way up the number ladder or what, what's what's the rhyme or reason if there is any behind 79 uh it was available my rookie year and it sounded better than a couple of the other numbers, so I figured there's only one off my college number, and we can just you know kind of roll with that. And I think, think I, you know, I mean, I'm, numbers a number, and I don't, I'm not really a, you know, drawing one way or the other. I mean, the only reason I wore seventy and Lincoln Arms because it's the biggest jersey. So, <laughs> uh, right, yeah, exactly. So, I, yeah, I, I, and it was kind of the same thing when I was a, uh, you know, when I was a freshman in college. It's like, all right, you know, you got. I don't even think I. I don't even know if I picked. I think they might have just gave it to me, or or I picked. I actually I can't remember. It's been so long, but uh, you know, there's been really no number that's had a you know, significant uh, meaning to me. But so um, 79 of the pros, and you know that's what it's going to be. You're still big, Rob, but after three or four years on an NFL strength and conditioning program, you're actually smaller than you were in, <laughs> yeah. than you were in high school, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, we're not going to get into actual numbers here, but, you know, I've definitely trimmed down and, you know, hopefully, you know, put some of the weight and, and made it better. <laughs> uh, sh- sure. Um, you're playing in Sean McVay's offense. Gr- growing up, you played uh, you, you you played at Ligonor, which is which is a very straightforward yep. run-the-ball offense. At Wisconsin, it's sort of the same thing. And now now you're sort of in the Rolls-Royce of, of NFL offenses with Sean. Like, what has that transition been like? And, and, and just how would you describe Sean McVay's offense? Uh, you know, his uh his offense he definitely asked a lot from his players and you know, that's something um something I think, you know, that we're all, you know, 
you know, grateful to have because, you know, he asked a lot of himself. And so when he asked a lot of us, you know, we're getting it back, you know, tenfold in what he's given us. And, uh, you know, his, um, his, I think is one of his biggest things is that, you know, he, uh, he teaches his, his coaches, his, he teaches his scheme, he teaches his players the why to why he's doing things, why he's doing different motions and shifts and running different plays and stuff like that. And, you know, I, you know, he's, you know, he's just a really, really smart guy, but I think the, the end of the day, what makes him such a good coach is, you know, he, you know, you can talk to him, you know, you can have a conversation and be like, Hey, you know, I, I don't understand this or can you explain to me this? And he'll, he'll sit down and explain the X's and O's until you get it. And then, you, you know, you're like, oh, okay. And then everything kind of starts making sense. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's just an awesome, awesome guy to play for. Is it a complex offense uh, to run? Uh, yeah, no, I, I do think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's asked a lot of certain guys in the offense to, uh, you know, I mean, obviously the quarterback has a lot of his plate, you know, some hearing some of the, uh, the play calls and you know, the keys that come in over the, uh, you know, that the quarterback has to deal with is, is pretty complex. And, you know, I'm glad, you know, Jared's doing it, not me, but, <laughs> um, but, you know, he's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's not super complex in the fact that it, you know, it doesn't make sense. Everything makes sense, but it's, uh, but it feels state of the art. It feels yeah. like a cutting edge NFL offense uh, when you're in it. Uh, I mean, I mean, it kind of just. I mean, obviously, you know, we're a little spoiled, but you know, it kind of just feels like you know we're just we're just running our offense. Um, right. You know, it's, you know, Sean put um, you know a lot of work into to his scheme, and you know, I think that's why uh, you know we all like it so much is because you know we do know the why and you know why we're trying to get things done. Right. Why have you always been so lucky to have such great teammates? I mean, in high school, you, you were blocking for uh, for Zach Swinak, and, and 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 you were playing with Ryan Dixon and uh, Nick Marth and all those guys. Uh, in college, you were playing with Melvin Gordon. Now you're playing with uh, with uh, Todd Gurley and Jared Goff. Just wh- why have you been so lucky to have such awesome teammates uh, throughout your career? <laughs> Man, I mean, it's a good question. You know, I I don't know. I wish I had an answer for you, but you know, I'm definitely uh, you know, I'm definitely really uh really but really blessed to have you know team like teammates like i've had and you know like you know zach helped me get recruited and you know everyone in wisconsin helped me you know get drafted and everyone that i played with in the nfl made me look good you know at least semi service serviceable enough you know to be on a you know have an extension on a second contract and you know it's you know i you know can't thank enough and you know and all that what's it like to block for backs like melvin and 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 for guys like todd I mean, it just, I mean, it just makes you look a lot better than you are. <laughs> I mean, those guys can make, uh, you know, nothing out of, uh, can make something out of nothing. And, um, you know, it's, you know, you definitely want to, you know, it's kind of like I was saying with Greg, you know, you just want to go out and give him your best because, you know, the guy behind you is just, is just really special. And, you know, he can, he can make, make plays and get things done. Would you compare Todd, uh, uh, Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon in any way, or are they totally different backs? Uh, I mean, obviously they're, you know, top tier backs. Um, but you know, it, you know, everyone's got their different running style and, and things like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure Melvin's game has, you know, um, changed over the years ever, ever since it's been in, um, now the, uh, the LA Chargers. So, you know, I, I don't think I can fairly make that comparison now. Right. J- Jared Goff. I mean, he's, he's really come into his own over these last two years as your quarterback. In, in what ways have you seen him grown and, and what, what have you noticed about the way he's improved as a player? Uh, I think his biggest thing is just his, uh, just his just his mental approach to the game and um you know I'm 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 not you know I'm clearly not saying that you know it was it was by any means you know different from when he first got in the league I mean we were just a we were just not a good offense but um uh when we were uh you know these last couple of years you know the thing you love about Jared is that he's the same guy no matter what uh you know up 30 you know down 10 down 13-0 in an NFC championship game He's the same guy, and that's what you love about him. That's what you love about him in practice because he's going to come in, and, you know, when things need to get done, he's going to say, hey, you know, here's the deal. This is the way we're doing it. Okay, here's the play. Let's go. Let's go get this thing done. It's never a, a roller coaster, even if, he, you know, he might miss a throw. You know, it's never like, you know, he never hangs his head, drops his, you know, drops his attitude, or, you know, maybe I give up pressure or a sack or something. You know, he's never going to come over and, you know, dog me for anything like that or, you know, any of the other guys on the team because, you know, he's just a, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a great teammate and a, and a great leader of the offense. Is that why his, that 
yeah, his his calm nature, his calm demeanor. Is that why he was so great at the end of that Saints game and, and making all the throws that he had to make just because he didn't let the moment or the noise or anything like that get to him? No, I mean, it was well, first off, the noise was louder than, louder than heck anyways, but... <laughs> Uh, no, I mean it was it was it was it felt the same, you know. He kind of walked in, you know, if we had when we had the two minute drive before uh, before half to score that touchdown that makes it ten thirteen. You know, it was just you know you walked in, you know, we just treat, treat it like you know we have all year at you know in practice. It's okay, we got however much time left. We got one timeout. Uh, you know, need a field goal, we'll take a touchdown type thing. You know, he just. You know, go down the field. You know, he makes a a great play to to Brandon down the sideline. Uh, you know, and he's kind of really gets us back in that in that game. But you know, even at the very very end when we were we were driving to go tie it up, or you know, we get that ball back from a great you know defensive play from our defense. You know, it's you know it's the same. It's, it's never a never a push or anything like that. How, how difficult does your job get when you're playing in a place like the Superdome, where where it is louder than heck and 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 where you really can't hear hear much of anything how do, how does your job change at that point uh yeah no, yeah i mean obviously it's you know you just got to get you know you just got to be better at you know communicating to whether it's through through nonverbal things or uh um or it's you know getting you know close you know face mask face mask with the guy next to you saying hey man i you know you need you know whatever you hear from jared turn tell it to me i'll turn tell it to the next guy we'll play our game up telephone the whole uh the whole game until everyone you know it's on the same same communication, same uh, same wavelength. Do you think it'll be easier for you in the Super Bowl because it's more of a corporate crowd? It's more of a neutral crowd. There'll be Rams fans. There'll be Patriots fans. I mean, do you think do you think the noise will be easier to deal with uh, in Atlanta than it was in New Orleans? Uh yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, I mean, New Orleans is one of the one of the most hostile places to play, and you know, one of the most difficult places to to get a win out of. And you know, I mean, it, I mean, it was loud. <laughs> you know, you you get off the, uh, you know, start, you know, get on the airplane after the game, your ears are still ringing just from, you know, the sheer, sheer volume of the noise. And, um, but, you know, I, like I said, that was kind of, you know, that's one of the loudest places, uh, in the national football league. So I don't, I don't foresee the Super Bowl being as loud as it was there, but, you know, like, you know, even if it is, you know, now that we have, now we know our mechanics to get through it. Yeah, I mean, and you've played in Atlanta before. I mean, it's a familiar place uh, for you. Does, does, that, does that sort of help uh, going into next week that you're comfortable with the place? You you know what the stadium's like a little bit. Uh, there, there's some degree wow. of fam- f- familiarity with it, right? I've never played in. Uh, oh, you haven't. Uh, yeah, you, nope. have, you haven't played in that. But if you've played in Atlanta though before, right? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, you haven't. Okay, I I, I could have swore you, nope. you you hooked up with the Falcons at at some point in your in your career um uh, in, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So okay, so so the Falcons in a uh, play, playoff game last year. Right, but 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 that was but that was out at the Coliseum. So yeah, well, well I mean, yeah, you have the you have the new stadium coming up, I believe, a year after next. Just what has life been like? Uh, dealing with the temporary training facility, dealing w- w- with the Coliseum and older stadium, just just how have you guys transitioned to all that sort of stuff? Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, right now it's just a routine. It's just you know what it is. You know, obviously our temporary facility is just home for everyone, and you know it's just until we hear otherwise, that's our that's our permanent facility. Um, and you know until we hear otherwise, you know Coliseum is our permanent facility. Obviously, you know they're building a pretty spectacular one, and you know with the you know um, with a everyone involved in the Rams, you know, with especially Mr. Crombie being able, being able to get this thing done. And, um, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's very special, but, you know, we want to, you know, we want to make wherever we play at home successful. So it's, 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 it's definitely been cool. Do you let your mind wander about what, what life will be like in the new stadium and the new locker rooms, everything's state of the art and, and, and top notch compared to where you are right now in a, in an older stadium? Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess it doesn't bother me too much. Um, you know, the the, the lock, the, the a locker room really doesn't really affect. You know, well, it shouldn't affect anything. You know, on the field. So you know, whether or not it's, it's like an old locker room, a long walk, short walk. You know, you going up and downstairs. You know, whatever it is. You know, you still got to go out between the white lines and you know play a good game. So you know, that's kind of kind of the way I I think of it. Hey, I, p- people forget that you grew up in college, and you're and and, and every day in practice, uh, the guy lining up across w- from you was uh, from was JJ Watt. So 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 you've you've come by this honorably, Rob. I mean, uh, uh, you, uh, you went through school uh, uh, the right way, it seemed, because because every day it's, it would seem like a great learning experience and a, and a great lesson for you. 
Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, when I was a, you know, a scout team player against, you know, JJ, you know, he was a, you know, senior and I was just, you know, still trying to take the training wheels off of uh, of college football and, you know, you know, you know, playing against him was, you know, was definitely helpful and, um, uh, you know, especially a lot, of, you know, a lot of the guys I saw in the Big Ten and, you know, I'm, you know, like like we just faced uh, Randy Gregory in the uh, in the divisional round with with Dallas. He, he played for Nebraska, so played I played him in college, and you know some of the talents out there is really kind of kind of helped me, help me mold in the guy I am now. Yeah, did you grow up thinking you were going to play football? Because you, your your football career began at Ligonier High School, right? You, you you were always too big to play football. Um, so did did, did you... uh, yeah, I mean it was uh, obviously there was the weight limit and everything, but the, you know you just play offensive line, but um, you know. It was, I was always, you know, playing basketball as a kid. Um, played a little lacrosse, a little baseball. Well, it's kind of, kind of did different things, and you know, I, and you know, I, I think it really kind of helped me out. You know, get out, play different sports, do something a little differently. You know, maybe train little muscles that you don't really train, and if you do one thing the whole time. And but yeah, I know my football career began, you know, ninth grade year, and um, in Linganore, and you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's hurt me too much now so <laughs> no, no not at all so so you weren't necessarily dreaming of playing in the super bowl one day uh, playing sports as a kid right um uh, you know I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it crossed my mind but it was never you know I was never obviously i was never up growing you know playing people football saying like you know one day i'll be in uh being the super bowl you know i, I think i kind of got there when i got to uh once i kind of realized i could play college football you know? <laughs> and then it was like oh you know I'm, i can do this okay you know and then you see some other guys especially um uh, seeing guys that, uh, you know, I played with at Wisconsin go on to do good things in the NFL. It's like, oh, you know, maybe this is, you know, a pretty realistic dream. And then you see them, you know, tough love playing in the Super Bowl, and you're like, all right, that's what I want to do. And just uh, a lot of people will be watching uh, back here, obviously. There's a, there's a lot of interest in you uh, back here, as, as always, th- uh, throughout the season, not not just over these over this next week and a half. So so what would you like to say mm-hmm. to, the, to all the people back uh, back home, back here in uh, Mount Area, the new market area, Ligonor High? What, what would you like to say to all those folks? Uh, you know, I just, you know, honestly, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm truly thankful for everyone who, you know, and turns on the game and, you know, kind of follows, you know, follows me. And, you know, there's been a lot of people that followed me since Wisconsin. And, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just really thankful to be in a, be in such a awesome community that, you know, that kind of takes, takes care of their own. And, you know, it's something I'm, I'm hoping to, uh, you know, to get back here and in the upcoming years. Hey, Rob, thanks so much for your time. Uh, really enjoy the next week. Uh, we, we, we look forward to the big game, of course, and uh, maybe the next time we talk to you, we'll, uh, we'll, be, we'll be talking to a Super Bowl champion. So, so we look forward to that. So, so thanks so much again, Rob. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Thanks, Greg. All right. When we come back, the Ligonore wrestling team had another dramatic come-from-behind win last night, a big one against Tuscarora High School, and we will talk to their two-time state champion, Earl Blake, here on the final score. But first, a word from our fine sponsor, PFP Players Fitness and Performance. Why do I train? Why do I train? I train to jump higher. I train because I have something to prove. Be faster. And because speed, strength, and being better overall on and off the field is my mission. Nothing to me is impossible. I'm Andrew Simpson from Players Fitness and Performance in Frederick, Maryland. We have found that most middle and high school athletes do not have complete confidence which is holding them back from being their best on and off the field. As official partners with FCPS, our why is to inspire athletes like yours to believe in themselves and perform more confidently and consistently in sports and in life. That's our why. What's your why? For more information, check out our website at www.playersfitnessandperformance.com. All right, we're back here on the final score, and very pleased to be joined now by Ligonor's two-time state wrestling champion Earl Blake. Earl, how are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. Uh, thanks, thanks for coming on this week. Absolutely. Uh, you guys had a huge win against Tuscarora uh, and Middletown this week. Uh, oh, not, yeah. not, not to mention Liberty and Westminster, but but the, but the two dramatic ones were the ones against Frederick County opponents, uh, mm-hmm. Middletown. Uh, you won it uh, uh, in, in in the very last match, another one-point win for you guys. <laughs> Uh, Tuscarora, you caught him from behind again, and you won 37-30 uh, on Wednesday night. So what is it about you guys that allows you to keep pulling out these heart-stopping wins? On the bench, we kind of kind of have our own joke going on. It's called the gauntlet. We kind of have our uh, we have our studs kind of stacked up. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like a, a running joke we have. But uh, ultimately, our team is uh, 
our dynamic is uh very interesting. We uh we wrestle tough. We aren't strong. We aren't uh the biggest team. We aren't uh the fastest. We just wrestle. Uh, and they continue to wrestle. We have a kid who it's his uh, third year wrestling. I think his first year he never even saw the mat. Second year we maybe wrestled him twice. Who, who's that? Uh, Bryce. Uh, he is a stud. He cannot wrestle, <laughs> but he knows that, and he goes out there and gives everything he has. He's a true 106 pounder, but he wrestles uh, 13 or 20, whatever we wherever we put him, and he does not give up. He may get pinned sometimes, but he goes out there and fights. Against the Middletown match, uh, it really came down to not giving up. And kids like that, they really just went out there and fought and fought and fought. And it was about the little points, you know, the majors, you know, giving up the those points were huge. So we fought and we were able to get through our gauntlet and we pulled out the win. What well, What are your nerves like on the bench, though? I mean, because uh, because the, these are not comfortable situations that you guys find yourself in oh, most of the time, not. and, and it could easily it could easily go the other way. Uh-huh. Uh, a, a takedown away. You guys have almost been when you wrestled Urbana uh, 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 earlier in the season. You guys were a couple inches away from losing that <laughs> match and, and and from being pinned. Uh, uh, Hope uh, Baggio was on his back against Middletown in in, yep. in the deciding match. So so when, when this stuff is going on, like what what's going through your head? What What are your nerves like? My nerves, I got to be totally honest. I wish that I could be out there wrestling. <laughs> I wish that I could be out there controlling them and but I can't and it's it's great actually. I mean, you never you never get that feeling, that rush anywhere else. Uh you just never know. You don't know. And that's the end end line is you're trusting someone else to, you know, do your bidding to do and to support the whole team and it's awesome. It's it's amazing feeling. Uh we go crazy. We are not calm. We are a very energetic team. And when we send someone out there, we send someone out there with the full force of the whole team. We are all 100% backing that person, whether it is the first-year kid or a kid. Even if it's me, you're going out there. They all back me, and so it's great. It's funny you say you wish you could wrestle because you, I mean, you're in the lineup for every match, <laughs> but but you don't often get that chance because teams often forfeit to you. How many matches have been forfeited to you this year? I mean, I've got to be honest, I cannot tell you, but it is way too many to be a coincidence. Uh, I can understand, I understand it, and I try not to be upset about it, but it does get to me. Uh, it's strategy. I totally, I totally get it. You know, save your best wrestler for the next kid. Uh, but sometimes you just wish that you know they would just send it. How many matches have you actually wrestled? I mean, uh, do you, do you uh, know? this year I am twenty nine and zero. Twenty nine and zero. Yeah. Okay, and, and that's counting tournaments, and that's counting yeah, to- du- dual tournaments. So you wrestled. You've had the chance to wrestle a lot more mm-hmm. times than that. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, it must be frustrating. Why? Why? why if you're going to give up the six points, why not send someone out there to wrestle you? I mean, do you do you understand why? why? I got to be totally honest. I I. I don't like to say it, but it is. I think it's an, embar- an embarrassment factor. You know, like you don't want to send someone out there that you know is going to get beat and going to get pinned. And I get it. Like I wouldn't want to send. You know, if I had a kid and I knew that he was going out there and he was going to get beat, like it's it's no like there's no question. I wouldn't send him. But I I think in the wrong run. Like honestly, for me, I I would want, if I was a kid going out there wrestling Earl Blake or, you know, wrestling Aaron Brooks, I would want to go out there. Regardless of whether I knew in my head I was going to lose, I would want that experience. And for me, it kind of blows my mind why they won't send them. But, you know, it makes sense to them, and that's all that matters to them. Is it, are you more angry? Or are you more frustrated? Or what, I got to be what, honest. What's the emotion? Uh, I get frustrated. I get angry because I train and I cut weight um, for my team to get there. And it uh, to not be able to wrestle and to not – to get all worked up to wrestle and to get warmed up and want to support my team and want to go out there and show them, show my team that, you know, we all train and we all wrestle hard. It's really hard for me to, you know, go out there and just get my hand raised and everybody else is, you know, sweating and, you know, bleeding on the mat for everybody else. And I can't do that. But but you do maintain your routine. I, I, I see you going over after every match. You do, you do your push-ups and, and stuff <laughs> like that. How, how many push-ups do you do and, and how did that routine uh, start? Um, it started freshman year. Uh, it's kind of like a, I, I would call it a ritual, but it's more of like kind of like to keep me focused and grounded, you know, like there's always a way to push harder and, you know, it really, it really keeps me grounded as a, as a person. Um, so I'm not too inflated, you know, I get, everybody gets inflated at one point or, or another, but me, I really just try to stay humble and that's really a humbling thing for me. Um, after a match, I do 50 pushups every match. It's, uh, it's great. Works my muscles. It lets me know that I did not give everything I got 
or if I didn't, if I did give everything I got, that I still have some more to push, and that there's always another level for me to be to reach. Um, if I get a forfeit, <laughs> I do a hundred, a hundred fifty, wherever my uh, emotions lead me to go. But uh, really, it's just it's it's a grounding thing for me. What what that so that's your post match routine. What is your pre match routine, and what, what's going through your met? What's going through your mind before you get out there on the mat? Uh, when I'm just you know hanging out with the team, I go kind of crazy. Uh, I'm a little. Uh, I like to hype up everybody else. You know, they all get nervous, and for me, nervous is. I think it's a kind of like a ridiculous emotion, which happens to everybody. I I still get nervous to this day, no matter if I'm wrestling. You know, a kid that's coming up from JV and he just wants the experience, or you know, I'm out there wrestling at nationals. Like, I mean, nerves, it happens, but you got to just learn to, like, roll with the punches and go with it. So I, I try to get my team, you know, as hyped as I can. You'll hear me, like, I scream, Whoa! you know, everything. I go crazy. Um, but then, you know, when it's time to wrestle, I get very serious. And um, what goes through my mind is I think of three moves, three moves from top, three moves from bottom, and three moves from all my feet on my on, in neutral. And uh, I think about executing those moves from three, four different positions and where – I know I can score. I think of one move that I know that I can score off of every single time. I think of a move that um, if it's if I'm down by two points, I need to I need to go. I that's what my I'm going to it. Uh, I think of moves that I don't normally hit and maybe I want to try it. You know, it's always a learning curve for me. Whenever every time I step on the mat, it's a learning curve. It's something new, something I try. So yeah. where where are you at your best neutral top or bottom uh, I would definitely have to say neutral um, neutral is kind of where I feel more, most comfortable I believe that I can roll with anybody in the nation at neutral uh, it's it's my it's my favorite all-time it's just I love I love wrestling and just your I quickness feel. or what, what what lends yourself to, to being so good um, in, in in the neutral position I think my speed and my hips are my most deadly combination I have really good speed I you know I've been told I move around my shoes tell me I can move around <laughs> uh, my hips are my hips are very good I have pretty good hips uh, I don't like to gloat very much but it's it's all it all works together my hands I like to be heavy with my hands. Um, most people aren't very heavy with their hands. If they are, they're reaching, and it leads to open things. I'm a very strategic wrestler, so I pick up on those little things. And I feel like neutral, you, everyone's exposed. Like they expose themselves in little ways that it I can emphasize on. And it's really just it's it's an easier position for me. I feel like um, top and bottom are kind of just more of a brute game of oh I want to you know do this and that. And it's not uh, to me that's not wrestling. Uh, wrestling to me is on our feet, going at it. One man takes another man down. That's how I feel about it. So you've been at 132 this year. You've been at 126 this year. Where is your most comfortable weight? I got to be honest. Uh, nobody really likes cutting weight. <laughs> it's not fun. Uh, when you miss that meal, or you go over to your grandparents' house and they make your favorite food. It's never, uh, it's never fun. Never fun. But uh, honestly, I love competing at a lower weight. Uh, but I also, at the same time, I love competing at heavyweight. It, uh, there's never really a weight that I feel most comfortable at um, because I feel like there's always things that you need to improve on. So when I go up, especially like in the beginning of the season when I was wrestling 145, um, it just m- convinced me that I can hand fight, convinced me that my shot is going to work because I can pick up the 145 pounder who is much, much stronger than I am, who is, you know, may may even be quicker than me. I don't know. Um, and it just convinced me. And so when I get down on weight, it kind of gives me that confidence, that buildup. So I can't really say I have a favorite weight, but I will say that I have a competing weight. Um, and that competing weight is 126. That is where I compete at. That That's your target weight for, uh, for the season, counties, regionals, states. That that's, that's where you plan to be? Or is that still undecided? I can't undecided? really say. Yeah. It's very okay. undecided for me. Um, like I said, I don't like cutting weight, but I will if I have to. I'm kind of looking. I'm not going to you know say that I'm going anywhere because I don't want anybody to run. But I am looking for people to wrestle. Um it's my senior year. I'm not going to run from anybody. And if someone wants to, you know, wrestle, I'm all for it. I'm looking to wrestle the best of the best. And that's what weight I'll be going. Well, when you're not training intensely, when you're not wrestling a ton, what, what is your normal walk around weight? I mean, what would you be if you weren't cutting? If I wasn't cutting uh, and eating and probably going to my grandparents and everything else, uh, probably. Would it be 150? Ooh, I would love to say I could be 150. That would be awesome. Uh, I got to be honest, it'd probably be a. I've I've hit strides where I've probably been like 147, but that's that's me fat. Um, probably 142 would be so me little, comfortable a, drinking, a, a, eating. A little above 140. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What what got you involved in wrestling? What why did you want to try this sport? Um, I had a buddy, uh, Vinny, and he his dad 
wanted to coach wrestling, and he came up to me one day, and uh, I can't remember what grade it was, but I was very, very young, and he said I could beat you in wrestling. And uh, I was like, no, you can't. Like, you know, I played dodgeball. Had, had you ever done it before? Never. Or, yeah. Never. Uh, we, you know, we mess around in his basement playing, you know, lightsabers, whatever, whatever you do as a, you know, little kid. And uh, I was like, no, you can't. Like, I was a very competitive kid, and I was like, no, you can't. So he, he kind of, like, brought me out. I was like, all right, let's try it. And I came home, and I was like, mom, I want to try it, blah, blah, blah. They took me, and uh, I loved it. Uh, I loved the fact that I could go out there and oppose my will on someone and, you know, it was kind of like an outlet for me, like an anger, aggression, and all that. And I was a very hyper kid, so it put me to sleep at night. You know, it was, it was good for me. And, good for and, me. and your mother Jessica is sitting right here. And Jessica, you could say with a nod of the head, but were you okay with Earl uh, wrestling at first? Uh, you 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 encouraged it, and then she's shaking her head yes. So he had to burn off some of that energy and, and, and hyperness, right? Yeah, she's also affirming that too. Did, did you love the sport right away? Uh, I gotta say, I did not. Um, <laughs> it took a little bit of time. Everybody pays their dues. I will say that as soon as I started wrestling, I did like it only because it was kind of like that um, playful, um, oh, I wouldn't call it wrestling at first. You know, like when you start off as a kid in junior league, I think you're just out there having fun. I don't think you're wrestling. It's kind of more of like once I hit the real wrestling where it was serious and I wanted to win, that's when I didn't like it was because I was losing. And I think, you know, my coach, uh, Coach Dale, he uh, he kind of taught me that winning wasn't everything, and um, it, I, it stuck with me. And um, I just kept working, and I didn't like wrestling. I I, I think you, it takes a special person, an, an insane person, to love wrestling. And uh, you're I turned, so you're saying you're insane. I turned into a very insane person because I'm addicted to it. Uh, I don't know where I would be with it without it. Uh, and uh, it's insane. It's an insanity sport. I mean, it's just it takes crazy amount of dedication and you know, will. And I don't think most people have it. Is that why you like it? Because you feel you have it and most people don't? Uh, I feel like everyone, it's in there. I feel like it's in there for everyone. It's just some people aren't willing to push through the gaps and get through the struggles of, I mean, like people think that, you know, I walk out on the mat and I just do it because it was a God-given talent, you know, and it's, it, I got to be honest, it's not. I'm just, I was just some kid years ago, uh, you know, who liked to read and write and draw. You know, I was the same kid that cried when, you know, <laughs> I got my finger stubbed. But it's about mental, like mental toughness and pushing through. And I, I, I mean, my mother can, you know, attest to that. I would go to practices and push myself to the point where I would cry for hours and hours and hours after the practice or during the practice. I had coaches that were willing to push me through that and, you know, teach me. I, had, I was very lucky and fortunate to have coaches that were willing to do that in a less destructive way of understanding that winning isn't everything it's how you train and how you push and how you build and progress as a human and as a person and I think that was the most important thing and I think that's what everybody needs to understand is winning isn't everything it's how you do it and how you become a great person but like like you just said not everyone wants to push not everyone's willing to pay the price why why were you willing to do that um I needed something I needed something in my life that um I could take my mind off of and it was kind of an escape for me uh I have issues with that, and uh, it weighs heavy, and wrestling is a very, very big outlet in my life. Uh, and when I'm on the mat and when I'm on my feet and moving, it's uh, it's calming to me. I don't have to think. I can just do, and I feel like I let out a lot of aggression when I wrestle. Um, some people say I'm mean when I wrestle. Um, others say that I look calm and I look I don't show too much emotion, and I feel like that's me kind of doing my quote-unquote rain dance like it's kind of like my you know it's how I it's how I let out everything and I needed that in my life I just it 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 allowed me to do that when did you start reaching some of the higher levels of the sport like when were you seen as one of the top kids um I feel like there's been some people that really have you know seen me from a young age thought that you know I could be on top I think uh freshman year kind of was an eye-opener for everybody and um so of, of high school so you weren't like some kid phenom growing up oh absolutely not growing um, <laughs> up wrestling, yeah um I, I i tell everybody this all the time it's amazing um they they are like oh you must have won states a million times i can attest and i can i can promise you when i was growing up i never won states i never won i, I i've got so many trophies that are second place i got so many trophies that are third place i've got so many participation awards for just going out there because I chased the best and, and when I was a, when I was a kid all I did was chase the best 
And um, isn't that what kept the fire burning though? The second, absolutely. The, the second place is in the third place. Absolutely. And in, in, in the worst, that 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 increased the fire. Oh, absolutely. It? Yeah. it made it made it made you want to practice and work harder because you know you're just that close. You're just that close. You're knocking on the door and you just wanted to let you in, but they're not. And so. Freshman year, it was a really big eye-opener because I was a little nervous going out, you know. Everyone's telling me it's going to be a huge adjustment period to, from junior league to high school. And for me, I believe that I had what it took to wrestle. And a big part of it was believing in yourself. And I believed in myself. So I went out there and I wrestled. And I did take some losses. Um, and But I learned from it. Uh, the people I lost to were very, very, very good. Um, I think like four out of the – I don't know how many I lost there, but um, – uh, four out of the whatever were like they're all state champs. Whenever I lost, they were kids that were winning states or winning, um, you know, regionals, counties, that that and so forth. Uh, so it was it was big for me. And um, freshman year, you know, people just really started to see like, wow, this kid might actually be something. Like I, I've never really noticed him in junior league because I never won states. I never won this that. And that's what people look at, and they don't look at the quality of wrestling. And that's what. I look at so so it finally felt you were getting some respect absolutely I felt like uh, I felt like uh, people were kind of noticing me more and I I'm not one to you know want the attention um, it is very nice I will say you know everyone loves the attention everybody um, but I never really looked it for it as long as the attention is positive absolutely they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah they like it so yeah um, so you made the state final uh, your, your your freshman year. You mm-hmm. re- you wrestled a phenomenal one of the phenomenal wrestlers. Oh, uh, absolutely! Uh, you yeah. referenced in Brian Stewart of, mm-hmm. of, of North Hagerstown. What did you learn from that experience? I learned that nothing's impossible. I learned that um, you know making it to the finals was amazing, but as soon as I lost, I walked off that mat and I said, "I can beat that kid." Ah, uh, <laughs> it's funny. Um, <laughs> I got uh, we go up to the podium and uh, I'm talking to my coach Dale and I was like. Uh, I was like, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him. And uh, I go up to him after the match. We sit um, after we get off the podium and everything. I was like, I'm coming for you next year. And uh, it just lit a fire underneath me. I was like, and everyone saw it. Everyone, you know, they saw that I took a big old butt whooping. Uh, but I didn't view it that way. I viewed it as a learning curve, as a a chance to do something. I would love to say that I'm I could be uh you know a three time state champion sitting in this chair right now, but that's not important. You know, you want to be a state champ, fine, be a state champ. Did, did you need the loss to to get you to the heights that you've reached? Since? Absolutely. Yeah. I think every loss is a learn. Every loss is a learning experience. You if you lose, there is a reason why you lost. Maybe it it was because you didn't get injured that day, or maybe it was because of this or that. But there's always a rhyme and reason. And for me, when I lose, I view it as there is something that I did in that match that. I need to work on, and that's how I looked at it. It was I needed to work on something, and I did, and I found it, and I fixed it. Right, so the next year, here you are again, another great season for you, your sophomore year. You're back in the state final. Who is in the state final again? Brian Stewart. You, you, have, you have the rematch uh, that you want. I don't think Brian had lost in a number of years. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he had an amazing record. A few people had ever beaten him in high school, if anyone had. Yeah. And it was an amazing match. I mean, it was it was back and forth. The crowd was really into it. it just, just, just what was that experience like wrestling Brian for the second time? Um, I got to be totally honest. Uh, when I was warming up, I was very nervous. I was very nervous and anxious. I think more anxious than anything, but nervous was definitely there. The nerves were definitely, you know, going crazy because you can just hear the whispers while you're, you know, warming up. Like, oh man, you know, no way, no way you chased him, no way you chased him. And when I got on that mat, I was, you know, I was scared. I was scared. But then, you know, was it because of the pressure you put on yourself? It was definitely it was definitely the pressure I put on myself because you you said a year earlier you're going to get him. Yeah. And now here's your chance. And here's my. Yeah. You have to do it. Yeah. And but the beauty of it was as soon as as soon as I put on um, my anklet and um, as soon as we shook hands, uh, it all went away. It all it all goes away. And I wanted to wrestle. That was the main goal is I knew that I trained my butt off and I knew that I worked as hard as I could to get to this moment. If I didn't get it. Okay, if I didn't uh, win that match, it's it. I can't be I can't be upset with giving my all and not winning. Um, is, is that is that the key? As long as you give it your all, you're you're fine, win or lose. Absolutely, and I believe that everyone needs to learn that. Like it's it's not about you know winning or losing. It's about how you wrestle in it. If you wrestle with everything you have and you know that you gave everything you have every day, then you you shouldn't need to be worried. You shouldn't need to be anxious about anything. You should be going out there with clear clear mind and just go wrestle. And that's what it is. That's what it took. But but Brian was still the clear favorite to win that match. Absolutely. And you were, you were the big underdog. Could you could you sort of feel the crowd get behind you because they wanted to see you win because they wanted to see the favorite go down. Uh I heard two things <laughs> while I was wrestling. Um, 
I heard two voices, and I heard my own. So I guess I heard three. Um, throughout the match, I was saying, you know, just believe and take deep breaths. Um, and I was also saying, um, uh, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And uh, that's what I kind of just kept saying to myself and saying to myself and saying to myself. And as he was taking me down, I mean, I just I didn't give up. I didn't give up myself. I could hear the crowd. Um, along with my coach, and it just was all like a blur. I didn't want to listen to them. Uh, it's tough to say that you don't want to listen to your coach. We had a game plan going into it, um, and we stuck to it, and I stuck to it, but I feel like after that game plan was set, I didn't need to hear anything else. I just knew what I needed to do, and I did it. So it was the crowd and him, and then I heard my mom and my coach in the corner, uh, Coach Jay. <laughs> And the and in the, and, and the uh, overtime, and I heard you need to go, Earl. And I heard my mom screaming from the top of the stands. She's the loudest person you, I've you, ever you known. Picked, you picked out her voice, in, absolutely. In, in that huge. Arena, I feel like yeah. you can't you can't ignore that. And all I hear is my name being screamed for no reason, really. I think I don't even think it was anything important. Um, and it made me look up, and I was like, if I lose this match because I looked at my mom, this is gonna be you know this is gonna be really embarrassing. But. Um, uh, I heard my coach and my mom, and that was it. That was all I heard was those three things. And it was, I mean, I was clear-minded. I mean, after that, it was just me wrestling out there, and it was great. It was a great feeling. When when, when did you think you had the match won? Uh, I didn't. Uh, not at all. I never believe I have a match won ever. Um, I have been wrestling matches, in wrestling matches, where I have been down 14-0, and I come back and pin the kid. I do not believe in believing that you have won a match until that ref raised your hands. Um so when I was in that match, I did not believe that I won anything uh, until that final second, until that buzzer, you know, sounded um, in overtime or sudden death. Uh, it was, it wasn't, it was never over. Even when we shook hands, I still could not believe that that match was over. It was just, it was, it, that was it. Well, what, what sort of emotions were flowing through you though? You, you the big underdog who had, who had one of the rare kids to beat Brian. I am not a starstruck person. <laughs> one of the many things that I have. Um, when I was a little kid, um, my coach Dale, who's been with me forever, um, kind of installed in me that uh, we walk on and off the mat the same way. Uh, when I won, it this that it doesn't matter what match it is. It could be a national title, it could be a state championship, it could be anything. You win and you walk on and off the mat the same way. The same way I walk on and off the mat is exactly how I want to look at each and every time. I felt nothing when I won. Uh, it was great. It was amazing to win, but as soon as I stepped off the mat, it was then it came. When I'm on the mat, it's it's great to win. It's amazing and it's a great feeling, but it's another match in a long season. Um, the emotions hit when you get off the mat, when you see everybody else and how it feels and how you showed what you did and you showed you know all the pain and the you know the a million and one excuses you had to lose, but you didn't. And it all floods in, and it's just a great feeling. And that was an amazing feeling to feel once I was off the mat. So, so now you're a state champ, uh, and, and it's your junior year, and all the pressure's on you. You're you're the guy. You're not the underdog anymore. You're, mm -hmm. you're you're the favorite. You have the target on your back now. How did you handle that? I really wanted someone to chase me. Um, I am, like I said, I am a person who loves a hard match. I love the competition. I always want to wrestle the best of the best. And so I was kind of hoping someone would target me because I knew if I targeted anybody else. They weren't, you know, they'd run. Um, and that's not to say that they would run, but that's just, it's it's the fact of the matter is who doesn't want to win a state title at right. the best, you know. If they have an opportunity to win here, then they're going to obviously go there. Um, I was hoping someone would target me. Um, I really was looking for a really, really tough match. Uh, <laughs> and, and he didn't really get it, though. Um, he... Uh, He's a good wrestler. Uh, I can't I can't say that he's not a what was, great wrestler. What was, what was your record last year? I can I, I don't know. I'm I'm not a person that does like stats or anything like that. Um But you did lose once, right? I did. Um I did, yes, I did. Um he was a wrestler from Virginia. I was wrestling up, um, giving up some weight. It's it's not a big deal. Weight is not a big thing. I did lose. Um he dominated me actually. Um I think I, I took him down. Uh he rode me. And uh was that an eye opening moment for you, that loss or Um yeah, it was in the beginning of the year. Um I was still working out a lot of kinks. I feel like everybody comes back with a lot of kinks. I was transitioning from freestyle to um folk style and it was very very difficult for me to transition. Um so it was very eye opening for me to um see that yes, I still can be ridden. Um people can ride me on top. 
and uh, it helped me. Um, I did not want to lose that day. Uh, Your goal was to be undefeated, of course. Absolutely, absolutely. I went into that season, and I was like, yeah, I'm a state champ now. Um, I have an expectation to myself, and I want to uphold it. And uh, I felt like when I lost that match, I didn't. But at the same time, I felt like I had a lot to learn from that match, and I was actually really grateful that I lost because um, if not, I would not have been so so successful as I was that year. Right. So, so you went in, you went in state title. You make it look a lot easier uh, this time. And 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 so, what are your goals this year? I mean, here you are. You're undefeated again. It's it's your senior year. Obviously, you want to win it in states again. But mm-hmm. but but, how do you keep yourself motivated? How do you keep yourself pushed, especially when no one really wants to wrestle you? Right. So far. Um, I feel like I want to win it. Not for myself, but for my team. Um, I feel like they put a lot into me, and they invest themselves into me. Um. They they do a lot for me. Um, sometimes I'm not at practice. I take personal days because I just have a hard time with things. And um, they support me through it. They 100% are behind me. And it's really, really nice to know that. And I want to do it for them. Uh, I would love to have a very hard match this year. I would love someone to come out with, you know, a fire under their butt to come after me. Um, who's to say I won't, like, who's to say I will win it, you know? Um I think that aspect keeps me going. I think that of who's to say who's coming and the aspect of yeah, you, know, you, don't you know, never do know. You, you right, just yeah. never know. You, anyone can lose at any certain day, and I'm looking for I'm, – I mean, that's crazy to say, um, but I, it's, it's the truth. I am looking forward to the day that someone can say they beat Earl Blake because it's, it's a great fe- – I know that feeling, and it's a great feeling to have. And it's great to be in that position where someone – where you can say someone had to chase me. Because you're now Brian Stewart. You're now in his position when, yeah, when yeah. he wrestled someone like you. More or less, so, yeah. Right, yeah. right. And yeah. so it's it's cool to be in that position and that to be in that seat where you can say, like, now they have to chase me. But I really I really do. I really look forward for that challenge, and I hope that it's out there. And, uh, and I applaud anyone who's really pushing themselves this year to come after me. Uh, back back to the team. I mean, you guys were in the regional duel finals last year against mm-hmm. Tuscarora. I, you, I mean, it was a good, it was a good match. Tuscarora was a little bit better than you guys that night, and yeah. they went they didn't went on the state duels. Mm-hmm. I know that's been your goal from the start as a team yeah. to get back to the state duels. You beat the regional champs Tuscarora last night. So, what would that mean to you guys to 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 be in the state duels this year? <sighs> to the kids on our team, it means more to them than anything right now. Um. They want it bad. They want it really bad. Uh, it's it's a big deal. Um, we are all pushing very very hard. Uh, we have some bumps and bruises right now, but they are they're fighting through it, and it's impressive. Um, I want it for them. I want it for them because some people don't get the chance to feel that, to feel victory like that, to feel the. Uh, the emotions of that um that day where you win and you make it there and you make it to the dance and it it'll be big for them it'll be huge for them and it'll be big for me because I'll be a part of that and it'll be it'll be awesome to be you know with my family there you know what I mean like they're my family and we all struggle together and it'll be great for them oh man I can't I can't it'll be it's it's huge we have kids in our team that I mean they come off the mat and they say I don't want to lose anymore because. I want to make it to states. Like I don't want to let the team down, and it's 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 great to see. It's great to see that they care enough to fight in each day in practice to get better and better, just for one another, not just selfishly for themselves. And it's amazing. Uh, the group of seniors, you, um, Mike, and Joey Bromley, who who both advanced pretty far at states too. Mm-hmm. You have you have you have Dalton. You have Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm probably missing. I think Aiden Aiden, Aiden. Might, Aiden might be a senior too. Just are and you Dylan? You saying uh, and Dylan? Yeah, you yeah. guys are the setting the tone in the room every day, right? Oh, absolutely. I think we all push each other um pretty hard. Um, we each day it is uh is an interesting day. We are <laughs> we are an interesting team. Uh, we could beat anybody in a uh, band competition. I will say that you we would be S- state champs. Sing, singing too? Um, or? Singing. We we might have some singers. We might have some singers. You, you strike me as a singer, Earl. Do, uh, you, do you sing? Can you sing? I might have some vocals in there, but yelling right. might have destroyed it a little bit. Okay. But uh, we definitely, as a team, we are a a random selection of kids that want to work hard, and it is amazing and interesting to see that we have freshmen that step up just as much as our seniors step up. Uh, it's uh it's crazy. We have everybody 
from, you know, freshmen to seniors pushing the pace. And so it's almost like we, some days the seniors won't want to push the pace. Some days we will, even I, you know, I come in and I'm like, oh man, like I'm really tired. Top day or something. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a long day. Like, I don't want to do this right now. And, you know, I think to myself like, oh, like I I don't, I just don't like, oh, and I'll have, you know, Hayden Parker's come in and freshmen come in and I start just whacking on me and just, you know, piss, pissing me off. And I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, we're going to work hard today. Okay. You know, you know, and it's crazy, you know, we all, as a family, we set the tone. And if one person's slacking, we pick it up for each other. And it's, it's a great, it's a great habit. Like just today, our practice is supposed to be easy. Uh, we're supposed to have an easy practice, easy flowing, you know, just real light drilling. And at the end, the last 45 minutes, we're all wrestling live. For no reason. Nobody asked us to. Nobody told us to. We just said, yeah, let's go. Let's let's wrestle because we want to wrestle. We want to wrestle and we want to go hard and we want to be better and better ourselves. So we went at it. You got to stop giving everyone heart attacks, though, or all uh, you guys you guys as a team. I mean, it's okay to get a little, little bit of a lead and, and, <laughs> and, and build a bit of a cushion. You don't have to have all these dramatic comebacks all the time. Believe me, we have talked about it, and I, I can't bear it. Um, I, I am... Ah, <laughs> the next one I might have to go out in a wheelchair because uh, it is hard. I can't even sit still in my chair. You're, you're gonna have gray hair before you absolutely gra- graduate from high absolutely. school. Absolutely, uh, it is it is crazy. We have kids that'll go out there and fight their butt off, and gar- granted, they they get pinned. Um, it's it is so emotional and it is so crazy. We all feel it, and it is. I mean, from the coaches to the people in the stands. I mean, it's just impossible not to feel the anxiety of what's going to happen. And it is so we, – we have discussions about please stop making it a close match. Please. Like, I mean, like, just don't get pinned or don't do this or don't tie the match. Like, it is – I mean, we – You guys are, are going to kill your coach. I mean, poor, poor – Absolutely. Uh, poor Ben Arnes and you might, your, your, your mother – your poor mother in the stands. I mean, I, I know she's not so worried about your matches, but, <laughs> but, 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 but the team matches, so. Uh yeah. Um, he puts us through enough. He runs us enough. We, you know, if he if he has a heart attack or two, we're we're okay with it. All right. Um, well, but you know, he'll be all right. You know, he's young enough. He'll he'll get through it. Uh, <laughs> it's it's the old ones we care about. You uh, know? I'm, 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 I'm sure he appreciates the encouragement. <laughs> oh, there, absolutely, so, yeah, absolutely. So. Earl, I could talk to you all day about this stuff, man. <laughs> but but we are running up against our 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 our, our time limit here. Thank, thanks for coming in. We look forward to seeing how this roller coaster is is going to play out for the rest of the year. I uh, wish you well on winning another state title. Uh, you were you were the county uh, MVP last year. Uh, very likely to be so again. So, uh, wish you continued success, man. Thanks for coming. Thank in. you. I appreciate. It. Yep. And my thanks, as always, to producer Graham Collin, to the band Double Motorcycle. I'm Greg Swatek, and we will see everyone again uh, next week here on the Final Score. Brought to you by PFP Players Fitness and Performance. <laughs>